The Unconditional Boundaries Podcast, Episode 14, an interview with Leslie Davis. Welcome to the Unconditional Boundaries Podcast, where I show you how to use boundaries to add more love and freedom to your life. I'm recording an intro for Leslie that I would normally have asked her to, to give herself an intro, except we got into the conversation so fluidly and so readily that I forgot even to ask her. The characteristics of a newbie interviewer. That's me. Thank you very much. And here is her introduction. Leslie is such a wonderful person to have a conversation with. She's the author of You Can't Eat Love, and you can find her at youcanteatlove.com. Welcome to our conversation, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. What got you into boundaries in the first place? Well, I had always, well, I guess always is really a, um, one of those terms you don't want to use. But anyway, um, I had started feeling as if I didn't have options, as if um, everybody got to make their choices, got to realize their dreams, got to do their things ahead of me. And anytime I would try to make a suggestion as far as what it was that I wanted to do, a place to go eat dinner, anything like that, um, I felt like, you know, my my suggestion, my desire, my request was minimized. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I didn't like how I felt about that. Right. And then as I started working on getting healthy mentally, mentally, physically, and emotionally, I started realizing, you know what, I'm only in control of me. I can only do something about me. I can't do something about anybody else. So let's get clearer about what we, me, myself, and I, that makes up we, right, yeah. are going to accept. Um, and so it was then that I started drawing what I realized were boundaries, but it wasn't until probably about two, maybe three years later after doing that practice that I came across the book because somebody had mentioned it about 30, 4,500 times right, right. <laughs> that I picked up the book uh, Boundaries and I started reading it and going, ah, yes, yes, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. And so that book gave me more of a framework um, than, than what I had been operating with before. Perfect. I love that. And that's often what I've discovered. Um, it was the same with myself. It's often what I've discovered with, with most people that I know who have run into boundaries or decided on boundaries. Something was happening in their life that wasn't what they wanted. And we often start by trying to um, control what other people do that, that influences our life. Like, like you were saying, um, I, I didn't necessarily get to do what I wanted. Other people got to do what they wanted. And that was often the case with me too. Uh, I, I felt out of control. I felt, you know, uh, I felt like other people were, were dictating how my life went. And, and, and I decided that, you know, I didn't like that. And <laughs> I like your, you know, 4,500 times recommendation, <laughs> um, because that's how many times people suggested, well, you're, you're in control of your own life, you know, you can make your own choices. And I'm like, but I can't because I tell them what I want and they don't do it. Well, <laughs> right. 
Does that sound familiar? I'm sure it does to a lot of people. <laughs> it, well, it, exactly, exactly. But you know, I I recognize that it goes back to the lessons that we learned when we're children. Yes. Uh, because in inside of our family of origin, if we are not taught that we can have boundaries, then we don't learn that. And as adults, we don't have boundaries. It's like I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. How many times have you heard or how many times have you even said, and I'm you know, having to do some backtracking on my own, you have to share, you must share. Yes. And, and um, if you don't share, you're a bad person, you're selfish, you're all this kind of stuff. Yes. And I came to the realization with my own children, no, you do not have to share. You right. don't have to share anything. And so with my own kids, I would not make them share. And I'd get, you know, a little bit of pushback from people around me. Right. But I realized that we need to learn that we, we can share. We have an option. We have a choice. Yes. But that translates not only from sharing a toy, but to sharing ourselves, Yes. And, and nowhere is it written that we must share any piece or part of ourself. And so while I had recognized that with my own kids and, you know, not forcing them to share, which actually people will not believe this, but it's counterintuitive. When yeah. you teach children that they do not have to share, they actually become more generous. Yes. Because then they realize it is an option. Yeah, that's and, exactly and been the, my experience too. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, and my the more you know, the more you force somebody to share, the less generous they become. Yeah. Uh, so I realized, you know, okay, well, I taught my kids this, but I didn't apply it to my own life. Right. Yeah, that's that's actually been my experience too. That's that's one of the concepts that I that I talk about on my podcast when it comes to boundaries is boundaries offer other people in our lives choices and they offer us choices. Right. It's 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 about the whole concept of boundaries is about giving people choices, both ourselves and other people. And by empowering both sides of the conversation, we can create connections and we can become happier and we can get what we want and we can give other people what they want and we can compromise and share and do all the wonderful things that create beautiful relationships. And yeah. it's only by by admitting that we have a choice or or understanding that we have a choice and getting rid of those can'ts and have tos and musts and you should and you need to, all of those things, getting rid of those, those ultimatum conversations, those, those, those disempowering words, I like to call them. Um, it's only by using other cho choice words, I want to, or I'd like to, or I can. Um, those words help us to give choices to ourselves and other people. They help us to feel in choice and help others feel in choice and create connections. That's how we build trust. Well, and, and the other thing that I recognized is uh, by not allowing myself to have boundaries, what was my payoff? You know, wh what was my payoff in allowing people to do whatever the heck it was that they wanted to do or to take away, you know, the, the, my desires, my uh, yearnings, you know, to, to say, well, you know, you, you don't get a vote in where we're going to eat. You know, what 
was my payoff? Well, my payoff was that I was minimized. I was shamed. I was, you know, put into that shoulda, coulda, woulda kind of box. And I knew what that felt like. I was comfortable in that space. But what I recognized as I started getting healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally was I didn't want to be in that space. Even though I was comfortable there, it did not make me feel good. Or let me just say this. I did not feel good when I was in that space. And so in order to take care of myself, I needed to be clear about this is what my desire is. And if you choose to go along with me and my desire and my wish and my yearning, that's fabulous. If you choose not to, that's okay too, because it's mine. And I'm giving you the option to go with me on the journey Or you can go on your own journey and I'm going to continue on my way. And everybody, it's a win-win instead of me setting myself up to lose. Exactly. Exactly. And it requires both courage and vulnerability to do that. I I like exactly that you said that because that's exactly how I think of boundaries is is it allows us to to have choice, it allows us to, to decide what I want, who's, whose lives I want to be involved in, like who's, who, who I want to be involved in. Do I like their boundaries? Do I like my boundaries? Do they like my boundaries? And contrary to what you might think, um, when we give people choices, they're more likely to connect with us. They're more likely to respect our boundaries. They're more likely to respect us as people and give us the love and, and you know, respect and, and desire and craving that we have. They're more likely to be generous to us. And we connect more often with those people who choose to be generous. Whereas when we try to be um, either demanding directly or demanding passively by saying, you know, you can do whatever you want and walk all over me, we, we tend to attract those people who don't want to share or don't want to um, be shared with. They, they, we, we tend to um, create a life that is very, very limiting both for ourselves and those people around us. And what I like about boundaries is it, is it opens up those options. It opens up an entire world of, of experiences and emotions and people. And, and I just, it, it, it helps to create a world much, much closer to the world I want to live in. Well, and, um, you know, one of the things that you just mentioned reminded me, one of the things that I learned was we teach people how to treat us. And if we are not treating ourselves well, well, we don't have any way of teaching other people to treat us well. So truthfully, the first boundary that that I had to set for my with myself was a boundary with myself saying, I will not allow this kind of self-talk to come into my world. I will not allow this kind of self-doubt to come into my world. And as I began setting those boundaries with regard to how I was going to treat, how I was going to speak, how I was going to think about myself, well, then I became um, more certain as to what I was going to accept or allow from other people, even people very, very close to me. Because if I was going to allow the self-talk, the self, um, you you know, the bad treatment, 
Well, and other people were observing because that's the truth of the matter. Other people observe the way that you speak to yourself, the way you speak about yourself, the way you treat yourself. They observe it. And then there becomes this um, discord about, okay, well, I'm observing you saying, how can you be so stupid when you made some simple mistake and you're not, you're going to tell me I can't talk to you that way. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. You know, what, what's going on here? Um, but when you speak to yourself kindly saying, you know what, I made a mistake. I really messed up. I can't believe that I did that, but you know what, I'm human I'll try again, let's move forward. And then if somebody says to you, how can you be so stupid? Uh, excuse me, I am not stupid. I am human. I made a mistake and I'm not going to allow you to speak that way to me. Right. So as we set those boundaries with ourselves, we demonstrate to other people how we want them to speak to us, how they, we want them to treat us. And we establish a very clear boundary yeah. That, yeah. that they understand. Yeah, and and actually, that's exactly that's how I, that's how I think about it too, and I call those types of boundaries I call them barriers. When we yes. put when we put barriers up between ourselves and someone else, we are telling them I won't accept that activity or that action or that treatment, and that's that's the type of boundary that is not meant to connect. It's meant to put a space between myself and someone else, because um, I don't want to be treated that way. So, and, and that's exactly how I talk about it with, with boundaries. It's more about teaching people what we want to be treated and then giving them the choice to treat us that way. And I like that. I like how you put that because that's exactly what we do. Sometimes, sometimes we, we think we're putting up a boundary when actually what we're doing is we're trying to, to restrict their options and, you know, and tell them, no, you can't treat me this way. When, when that is a version of boundaries, it's it's less about choice in those cases, and it's more about I'm not going to be accepted that way. But to go back a moment, what you said about setting boundaries with yourself first, about how you talk about yourself, how you think about yourself, how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself in your head, how you think, you know, internal talk. Those are some of the first boundaries I had to set and some of the first boundaries I help my clients set too. Because how we think about ourselves, how we talk to ourselves in our head, um, that is what creates how other people treat us. Because even though I might not say, oh, that was a stupid thing out loud around other people, if I'm thinking it, they still know that. Right. Right. They still, they still feel that. They don't have to hear the words to know how you think about yourself because it's how you treat yourself. And they see that. And so that's some of the first things that I had to do was, was to change how I speak about me. Um, and I still, you know, I still catch myself sometimes saying some negative things about myself. Um, and most of the time I'm able to quickly recognize the, the negative self-talk and, and reframe it into something that's more appropriate to how I want to be treated by others and therefore how I want to treat myself. So I, I like that you said that, that it does start with how we treat ourselves, because that is where the basic conversation comes from. Like, it, it, we can't expect other people to treat us better if we don't even know how to treat ourselves better. How can we teach them to, you know, how to treat us if we don't even know how to treat us? So it exactly. 
I mean, it's almost as if, you know, we're telling people, okay, you can only speak Spanish to me, but I'm only going to speak English to myself. Um, okay, wait a minute. We're talking two different languages and that doesn't make any sense. Right. And um, our minds do not like disconnect. Our minds want to connect everything. So when I started realizing the way that I was speaking to myself, it was very much an aha moment. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can you expect anyone to speak to you in a kind fashion? How, how can you expect anyone to treat you kindly when you're not doing it for yourself? Now, this circles back around to when we're dealing with children. And I, I am just such a firm believer that we need to be observing the way that we are speaking to children and what we are teaching children and how we are acting around children so that they can learn and so that they can determine from a very young age that it is okay to set these boundaries and even these barriers mm -hmm. to understand that when people start pushing against them, that they've got the tools so that they know how to make sure that the boundary either flexes or it doesn't flex, which is a barrier, yeah. or they can adjust the boundary because sometimes you want the boundary to come in a little bit closer to you. Sometimes you want it to be a little bit further out. But if we can teach children these things, then just think how much healthier they're going to be as an adult. Think yeah. how much more able they're going to be able to connect with their fellow human beings yeah. instead of having to learn this. And um, something that I've been catching myself on is, you know, talking about uh, so-and-so made me such and such, it, you know, we, <laughs> you, yes. you did this and you made me mad. And I had this humongous realization no one can make me anything except reservations for dinner right that's I like it that. i like that you know anything else is a choice which is what you're talking about boundaries give us choices so when someone says something to us we have the choice to either let it come in and react or to leave it right there at the boundary so it's not coming to us but they do not make us anything except a reservation for dinner. And I hope it's at a five-star restaurant and they leave their credit card information. <laughs> exactly. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, I had, a, I had another coach that I, that I respect greatly uh, explain it in this way. They said um, the triggers that we have are not buttons on our body. They're buttons on a button panel. And when somebody pushes a button, we then have to choose to then, oh, recognize that they push that button and they want us to react this way. And we have to choose to react that way. We don't have to choose that. Right. We can choose something different. And right. I chose, and I, and I said that we have to choose that on purpose because it's, we don't have to, we can choose something different. Now, the triggers they push are generally emotional triggers to them generally deep traumatic triggers. They're generally triggers we don't feel we have a choice with, which is where the deep emotional work comes in to disconnect ourselves from those triggers and, and to heal some of those triggers. And that, that might even require therapy in some cases. Um, but the idea is that there, that there is a space where somebody else pushes a button 
and then we recognize that they pushed that button and that that button is intended to create a certain reaction, we get to choose whether or not we want that reaction. And with appropriate boundaries, we can realize we have that choice. Yeah, and and the the question that I started asking myself with people around me that knew, you know, what quote unquote buttons they could push, my question became, what is their payoff right. in pushing my button? Yep. What exactly is their payoff in pushing that button? And then the the flip side of that question is, what is my payoff in reacting to the fact that they pushed that button? And is that really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, understanding that I have options yeah. where if they when they push the button, I have two options. One is I can recognize that they've pushed it and say, okay, they pushed a button. All right, so what are we going to do? Nothing. Okay, that is an option. Nothing is an option. Or two, I can just react the way that I used to react. And I found that I am able to maintain a little bit more peace and calm. And sometimes they don't like it because truthfully, people play games. Yeah. And there, there are those game players out there who intentionally, deliberately want to push your button because their payoff is your reaction. Yeah. And when you don't pay them, well, then they're like, wait a minute, who changed the rules of this game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and what I, what I went a little bit deeper with that when I, when I started doing some of this, some of this deep emotional work, um, I realized that what their payoff is is two different things. They've got this payoff they think it is, this reaction, like you were saying, this reaction that they're getting from us, whether that's, okay, fine, I'll give in and you can have your way, or whether that's, I'm going to get mad, or I'm going to cry, or I'm going to do whatever it is that their intended reaction is. And then there's the the deep reaction, that the, the, the deep intention that they have that they don't even often know that they have. Usually it's some sort of control that they want or some sort of love that they want or some sort of insecurity that they have there is some deep action some deep emotion causing them to do this action in the first place because they don't feel they have the ability to get that reaction in a in an honest and legitimate way so they push a button to get it instead and if i can see that intention then then i often can give myself a third choice i cannot react i can react the way i used to react or I can give them that deep emotional connection they're looking for behind the scenes. And although their, their, their button pushing self might not like that reaction, the deep emotional connecting part of them will love it. And that's where, this, where, the, where the art of, of human interaction came into play for me. Uh, it's still something I'm really kind of a novice at trying to figure out how to do, but that's, that's something that allowed me to have even a third option is, is if I can see what they're, what they're really looking for underneath that, 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 that nurturing, um, you know, positive reaction that they really want that they don't even know they want, if I can see what that is and give that to them, then I can start creating a bond, I can start creating you know, an intimate relationship with this person, building trust. Even when trust has been broken, I can build trust. Um, And sometimes, you know, since you've put it in that fashion, I realize that, yes, I've created that third choice for myself. What I have been doing and what I learned to do is I will ask, so I'm just curious, 
no, why, why did you say that? Why did you say it that way? Why did you do whatever? But I'm, I'm giving it back to the person in a non-judgmental fashion. And I preface the, the whole sentence with, so I'm just curious, you know, why did you say that when you said that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and like that, that, you know, that takes it back, takes it back over to them so that actually I can have time to decide, okay, well, what is, what is my reaction? What is my part in this? But yeah. usually my part, my reaction, my piece is completely diffused, actually taken out of the picture because I've put it back over to them asking yeah. them, I'm just curious, what, why would you make such a comment? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, like you said, it diffuses the emotional reactions. It's, as a matter of fact, that response, why did you react that way? Or what is, I'm just curious, what is your intention or what was your intention when you did that? Um, when, when we do that, that is one of the choices we have when we create a boundary. If somebody treats us, if somebody crosses a boundary, we have say a respect boundary or, or, a, or a, 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 a treat me honorably boundary. Um, they can cross that boundary, they have that choice. And then if we have set it up as a boundary, at least within ourselves, then we can decide how we want to react. Like you said, we can ignore them. That's one choice we get to make. There, we can, I can choose to react the way I used to react. That's a choice I get to make. Or now we have this third choice that I can choose to put it back on them and see if there's some way I can be compassionate or if I just rather not be. Right? Those are choices that I get to make. And by, and by creating boundaries, we, op- we open up these options. We give these choices. We, we give these choices both to ourselves first and then to the other person. And sometimes they don't see them as choices and sometimes they do, but that isn't necessarily my shit. That's not my stuff. <laughs> no, because it circles back around to, I am only in control of me. Exactly. I am not in control of anybody else, how anybody else makes a choice to react, how anybody else makes a choice to do whatever the heck it is they do. That's all back on them. I can only control me. I can only control my thoughts, my words, my actions. That's it. That's it. And if we think about it, People say, well, you can control a baby. No, you really can't. The only thing you can control about a tiny baby is where you set them down. You have no control over them crying or doing anything else. So from, from infancy, from a brand newborn baby, we have no control over people. That's right. And the sooner that we understand and accept that, the sooner we can really get clear in our boundaries. But at the same time, we need to, I needed to recognize I am not responsible for your emotional responses to things. It is not my job to make sure that you are happy. That's right. It It is not my job to make sure that you are content in all things. I am only responsible for me All I can do is the best that I do and how you choose to react or behave or whatever is all on you. That's exactly true. And that's what I like most about boundaries is it it, it gives us responsibility for our actions and it helps us to distance ourselves from the responsibility of other people's actions. They get to take responsibility for their own actions, whether they know they can or know they need to or not, that isn't part of the equation. 
I know I need to be, I know I have the option to be responsible for my own actions. And I know that I have the option to be, to be responsible for, for how I think about or react to their actions. I don't have the option to be, to have anything to do with their actions or reactions. I can influence, you know, by the, by how I react and, and what I say and with the actions I take in the first place. And I can have some sort of an influence and that's where boundaries come in. We can, we can use our boundaries to influence how other people by giving them choices. This is the choices I'd like you to choose from. And therefore they can, they can decide, okay, I want to be within that person's, you know, circle of, of influence or I don't. Um, but that's not that's not controlling their actions. That's simply giving them choices and influencing their actions. And that we can do. We can't control their actions. We can't decide what their actions are that are for them. We can only decide what our own actions are. And that includes that includes barriers. That includes bad relationships. That includes relationships we want to be out of or or want to be, you know, change. Um, we don't get to choose how they react. If somebody's treating us badly, we don't get to stop them from treating us badly. We can only leave the situation or stay in the situation. Exactly, exactly. And and um, when when we are busy trying to cross other people's boundaries, well, then we're picking up responsibility for stuff that's not our responsibility. Yes. And then we are teaching them that we are going to be responsible for their choices instead of them maintaining responsibility for their own choices. So especially if we're in bad relationships, we can either talk about, you know, within a family or we can talk about within, you know, close set of friends. How many times does somebody say, well, you, you should, you know, forgive them for their behavior. You should do whatever. No, no, I shouldn't do anything. My choice is this is my truth. I'm standing in my truth what their, you know, what their actions are, or what their actions are, this is my boundary. And in fact, you know, sometimes with bad relationships, we've got to set up barriers. Yes. But it's our barrier. It's our defense line, because the most precious commodity that we have on the face of this earth is ourselves. Yes. And maintaining truth inside of ourselves. And so what boundaries help us to do and what barriers help us to do is to make certain that we are being our truest self possible. Yes. And, and nobody else gets to tell us what that is. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, who do we go home with? We go home with ourselves. Right. That's and exactly you know, the, the 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 world may not like that, but truthfully, we can become more generous, we can become more loving, we can become more kind, we can become more aware, the more we take care of ourselves, because it's by taking care of ourselves that we end up having enough. Yes. And when we have enough, that's when we can share. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I love that. And, and, and to the point of the world might not like that, um, I've experienced there are two different worlds. There are the world who doesn't like that. And then there are the world who craves that. Because yes. I, as we put up boundaries, as we put up healthy boundaries and, and start treating ourselves with respect and love and kindness and start doing the things that, that make us feel good, suddenly we find a world that also likes to do that to themselves. And suddenly we find a whole bunch of people like this, this relationship that you and I've created um, just in this conversation, you know, we have 
we haven't had to sit down and, and write out a bunch of rules or boundaries <laughs> or set of expectations because we live in this world where, where we respect ourselves. And, and by default, we respect other people because we know how to respect ourselves and we know what respecting other people looks like. We know what loving other people looks like. And so I've discovered that, yeah, that there is a world out there that doesn't like us to do that. And then there's another world out there, the world I want to live in, that does, that not only likes it, but craves it, builds it, oh, works for because, it. Because, you know, as you, you, you start attracting what you are. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I don't care about magnets or anything like that. You know, they talk about opposites attract. Truthfully, yes. in relationships, what you do is you start attracting like. Yes. So if you're if you're establishing those healthy boundaries and you're setting up good quality barriers, then other people are going to see that and they're they're going to want more of what you have. They're going to be seeking to uh, hang out with you, to be with you, to talk with you, because you're speaking the same language. Yes. Exactly. You're, you're not living in the middle of Portugal and you are the only English speaking person in the middle of Portugal and everybody else around you is speaking Portuguese. Right. You are living in wherever it is that you are living. I mean, I, my dream is to buy an island and I get to make up all the rules, but you're, you know, everybody around you is speaking the same language. So yes. they understand that when you push against their barrier, they know how they're going to react, but they know that, you know, that they know how they're going to react. And so yes. everybody is following the same set of unwritten, unspoken rules. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, we learn to trust not ourselves to hurt other people or not hurt other people, but we learn to trust other people to take care of themselves. We, right. le we learn to trust other people. Like if, if, if me swearing on this particular episode of this podcast was to offend you i trusted you to take care of whatever emotions you, you might have to that right and yes. and and i don't necessarily have to set up that boundary in advance but what i can do is i can um trust you you know and because i know what trusting me looks like because I know what, what boundaries looks like. And the more I experience that you have boundaries of your own and that you have treated yourself in a specific way, I can trust that. And that allows me to trust you and allows you to trust me and allows us mm -hmm. to build a relationship without having to write out all the rules first. The more, the more, um, the more, the harder it is to respect ourselves, the harder it is to love ourselves, the more we need those rules. And I know, when I first started out exploring boundaries and, and talking about, um, you know, this personal development, I had to write out a lot of the rules. I had to sit down and say, Andy, this is, you know, I'm not going to do this to me and I'm not going to let this happen to me. And I'm not going to say this to me. And, and I had to write out an awful lot of those rules. Um, and now I don't because it's just become second nature. As you said, it's unwritten rules. We don't have to write them anymore because there is just a certain way that we treat each other, that we that we that we approach different relationships, and and although the rules might be different, you know, we might have rules around language that are different. We can still communicate with those different rules around language. We can different. We can we can communicate with the different rules no matter what it is, whether it's language or relationships or or boundaries. We 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 can still communicate because we have set some of those boundaries with ourselves first. 
And I love how you went that way. Yeah, and, and the the hardest thing is, um, especially right now, you know, everybody is is thinking that you're being selfish if you're taking care of yourself. But no, you're really not. You're being selfless when you take care of yourself. And to be able to say, you know, I'm not going to accept this into my world, that is okay. We, we do not have to accept things. Um, if we disagree about it, you know, we can have a healthy disagreement. And I believe that that's something that is so important, especially right now. If we have enough respect for ourselves and we understand, you know, what we will accept and what we will not accept, then we can have a healthy discourse and disagreement on a subject because we will be maintaining respect at all times and we can hear what the other person is saying because you know we've got these we've established what we will and will not allow to come into our universe and the other person understands what will and will not be allowed to come into their universe and so as a consequence we can meet and have a discussion, we may not leave the discussion in agreement, but we will have left the discussion having heard each other very clearly. So boundaries are very critical when we're trying to discuss things that we don't agree on. Because when we are coming from a place that doesn't have boundaries, then all of our emotions are getting involved and we're having reactions to, we're having emotional reactions to words when we should be having intellectual reactions to ideas. Yes. Yeah, exactly. When we, we allow ourselves, when we, when we allow ourselves to set up the boundaries that we want, um, when we allow ourselves to set up the boundaries that give us what we want, we, we tend to treat ourselves with respect and get respect from other people. And, 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 and I love that. I love that we, that we went that way. Uh, that, that, that's where the conversation took us. Um, I, I love the conversation we have had. Um, I don't wanna go more time than we have agreed on. Um, so thank you very much for the time you've given me. Is there one last thing you'd like to say to, uh, to my audience before, before we finish this call? Well, the, the most important thing that I hope that the audience learns is not only are boundaries important, but that they are enough just as they are. They, nice. they don't need to become anything more. They don't need to be seeking to find something just as they are, where they are right now, they are enough. And tomorrow they will be someplace else. Yeah. But I maintain your boundaries Keep yourself safe, respect yourself. You're teaching other people how to treat you and it is okay to have a boundary. Yeah, I love that. We are enough. It's okay to have a boundary. We are enough. That's, I couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you very much. How can people get a hold of you if they wanted to learn more about you and what you do? Um, the easiest way to find out all information about me is at uh, youcan'teatlove.com. Um, there's all my stories. Uh, there's also links to my book, which is You Can't Eat Love, and uh, uh, ways to reach out to me if they want to reach out to me. But I, I mean, I am a real person, and if you message me or email me, I will respond, and I'd love to talk to you. Perfect. Thank you very much, Leslie. This has been a wonderful conversation. And I look forward to having more of them with you.
Oh, well, Andy, thank you so much. This has been so much fun and I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unconditional Boundaries podcast. If you'd like my support in creating boundaries in your life, you can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash unconditional coach, or you can contact me at unconditionalcoach at outlook.com.